Welcome, YouTube creators, to the Tube Labs podcast, because you can't experiment enough or talk too much YouTube. Welcome to the Tube Labs podcast. I am your host, Rosh Sillers. It's so good to have you here as we march toward 2021. We need to start thinking about what we might want to be doing next if we're deciding that we're finally going to take the leap and start a YouTube channel. What are some topics? How can we find topics, not just video topics, but channel topics? What are some channel themes? And I want to talk about that mostly in this show because I think it's important because I really truly believe that there are a lot of people who are considering taking that plunge in 2021. And hopefully this podcast can support you. I have a few YouTube channels, and sometimes this time of year, you need to start pulling back. And I've done this, done exactly that. I, I decided to focus on specifically two channels right now, and that's my main channel that I just can't quit, although many a person has told me to do so. But I just hit 3,000 subs, and I'm pretty happy about that. I mean, it's it was a long haul to hit 3,000. Many of my friends are well past that who've started their channels after mine, you know, I mean, I know folks who started their channels around the same time who are well into the six figures now, and I'm hitting three. But you know what? The basic fact is I'm doing better than most YouTubers with 3,000 subs. We quote this all the time from our friends at TubeBuddy saying, look, you know, the average YouTube channel takes five years to hit 1,000. And the basic fact is most people most people don't wait that long. Most people quit before they even get to a thousand subscribers because they realize how hard it is after three months, six months, and they feel like they're not getting anywhere. Probably because they have to do something new, make adjustments or pivot. It doesn't mean you have to quit the channel. Many YouTubers have pivoted along the way before they became that quote, overnight success. And it's true for everyone. But you know what? Having a little leg up advantage by thinking through what you're going to do before you start your YouTube channel is also a pretty good way to go. And one of the things that I recommend is to most certainly niche down. And one of the ways you can do that is to just start by writing on a piece of paper or on your tablet or on your desktop, some ideas, some original ideas that you think you would enjoy creating videos about. And chances are when you first start writing that list down, the topics will be too broad. I received some advice many years ago when trying to come up with new ideas, make that list and then cross off the first five or maybe even 10 ideas because they're probably not as creative and new as you think. It's probably been done. It's probably something that you've seen before or heard about, maybe in just the back of your head. The, the fact is, if you really want to get creative, you need to dig deep and keep writing and combining one of my best channels was the one that I have stopped 
recording on, at least for now, I mean, I'd, I very well could start again. I haven't shut it down, but I've stopped recording on it, was when I combined photography pricing uh, or niche down to photography pricing. Business and photography was the combination, but niche down to specifically photography pricing. And it did take off and it had done very well, hit a thousand subscribers. And I, I really just couldn't do it anymore. I, I I, I felt like I got a lot of videos up for the community, but I just couldn't continue. But I also know one of the areas that I do best, and this is where a lot of people should probably start, especially if you're in the education area. If you're trying to teach people about something, sharing knowledge, start with a more tutorial style. Answering questions related. And this can be the case in gaming channels. It can be science. It can be any type of education. It could be beauty. But start with, and this is how tech channels even do it, start with answering questions to start to bring an audience in through search. And that's why I have the tutorial channel to keep that activity going because I don't want to do tutorials on my main channel, which I'm still trying to niche down. And I think I'm about there. I, I think I have what I need. But for you, you need to start off the new year with something you can call your own, your own idea. Now, we can certainly get too niche down to a point where there is no audience or there isn't an audience that knows they're an audience, meaning you could combine things in a way that people don't know they're, they want to see or they're looking for. It's kind of like a product that solves a problem that nobody knows they have. But start with that problem. And sometimes that problem is entertainment. What is that entertainment problem? And I know that sounds weird. What is the entertainment problem people have? It could be something that's missing or a style that maybe there's a certain direction that you can see moving forward. There's, there's a trend that you could take advantage of. In other words, you want to have a little piece out there that people are familiar with, that then they will take the chance to say, oh, I like this type of entertainment. I like this type of information, but this is a twist. This is a little bit different, or this is specific to me. Start thinking about ways you can do that. I've talked recently about some YouTubers who are really making some great connections by combining different concepts together. For example, in, and I did this last time, I forget who it is, I need to look this up uh, because it's a channel uh, that my wife watches on, I know Facebook, I know it's a YouTube channel, and she does makeup, but she also tells a story, often a cold case story or historical story while she's doing makeup. So you're observing her doing the makeup, but are also entertained by the story. And often the story is very captivating, even if you don't care about the makeup. Or if you care about the makeup, if there's those moments that you're maybe a little bored or time in between that you don't care so much about, you have an interesting story to listen to. There are different types of genres that people can create in terms of, say, entertainment and lists, or creating education, but maybe as a vlog. In other words, combining different types of videos together. 
documentary with something else. This whole concept is what I often talk about on my channels, which is what we refer to as the combination code. Combining two things or multiple things together to create something new. Have a foundation, and quite often that foundation is what we refer to in the combination code concept as your core. Your core is what you're the best at or what you're really good at, what you have a lot of knowledge about or great interest in learning about. Yeah, believe it or not, there are many YouTubers who have had an interest in a topic and have learned along the way. And as they learned, they shared the information with their community. They were probably novices in the very beginning, but were experts down the line. What is that thing that you're really good at? Well, ask other people or make note of the things that people refer to you for in terms of advice. What do people look at you for as advice? What are you best at? Now, go out there and look for a different way to present that information. If you want to leg up on 2020, I highly recommend you watch YouTubers who are making it, who are doing a really good job. Watch and see how they present the first 30 seconds of their video. Look and see how they offer up the meat of the video and look for the things that keep you hooked. Often it's a story, but sometimes it's visuals. Sometimes it's the presentation of what they do. Sometimes it's the anticipation of the information they shared in the beginning, but left a little bit of mystery that you want to figure out along the way. What are those things that they are doing that are keeping you watching? And then think about what they're doing at the end of the video. How are they getting you to the next video? Are they just cutting it off and saying, go to the next video to see more? Are they pitching it? In other words, they're letting you know that there is another video with more information on a topic that's related to this one. And they think you would really enjoy seeing that other video. So they'll see you over there when you're done watching this video. If you really make note of those little things, you'll start to get the hint and clues that you'll need as you start your new channel. I think it's important that you be sure to have a good sense of the design and look and feel and brand of the channel that you're about to create. And remember, it doesn't have to stay that way. We've talked about this before. We recently had Dan Courier on the show, and I've talked about it in a few other podcasts about ways in which you can make your channel look better. And Dan actually has some tools to help you, but also Roberto Blake, among others, are, are doing a similar kind of a thing. They're giving you some tools that will help you design. You can go to Canva to help you design or use tools you have such as Photoshop or Illustrator to help you create the brand if you have those skills. But think about that before just throwing things up on your channel as a profile picture and as a header. Think a little more deeper behind that. How are you going to create your thumbnails to make them clickable? And are all these things gonna help tell the story of your new channel? 
it's important that they work together because you don't have a lot of opportunity, especially in the early days, for a second chance. Now, if you're doing really, really well and you're making inroads within your niche and people who are interested in that topic may have the opportunity to see some of your next videos just because YouTube feels you're offering some great information. But that's far down the road. In the beginning, you pretty much have one shot. So you want to make sure you're looking professional and people understand what your channel is about when they land on your page. And for them to understand what your channel is about, you really have to understand what your channel is about. Tell me right now, what is your channel about? Say it in one sentence, because that's what you're going to have to say or less in the banner and in your thumbnails. You do need to make sure that it's very succinct. It's not, well, it's a little of this, little of that. No, it needs to be, it may be all of those things. However, it needs to be presented in a very streamlined, specific way. So take a look and see what other YouTubers are doing with their banners and thumbnails. Take a look around and see if there are people that you can collaborate with. Maybe there are some other channels that are similar, but would actually work as a great companion channel to yours. We've talked about this before in terms of clusters and how Channels that are similar and work together and kind of pass leads back and forth to each other, you know, that they work pretty well because if YouTube knows that when people land on one channel, they're going to watch a second channel and a third very easily, they're going to grow together. And I've watched many groups of channels do exactly this. And maybe you know the same. We've again, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. It's important to kind of look for the channels that maybe you can reach out to that are relatively young right now. Maybe you see somebody who has a little promise. You have to dig deeper because chances are YouTube isn't showing you those people immediately right now. People are showing you the winners, the people who are at the top of the game. You're going to have to really dig deep to find the people who have promise who are maybe under a thousand subscribers, but are doing a really good job. And you can reach out to them and say, hey, I'm also under a thousand subscribers or even a hundred subscribers, but I think we could work together. I, I see how your channel and my channel have some similarities going after a similar audience. And if we do this together, we're going to be much more powerful. Two, three, four channels. I wouldn't go much more than that, but it's good to have a team of channels working together. And each one of you within that niche can have maybe a little section. Maybe there are different areas within that niche that each one of you can focus on a little bit more because maybe you have a little more expertise. It's part of your core. But each person is known for one of those things, but as a whole, you complete the puzzle. When I talk about the combination code, I often talk about combining with your core, and this is in a general, not just a YouTube way, just combine technology. So when it comes to YouTube, that could be different technology as it comes from video or even VR or augmented reality. 
or different styles of videography or create your own style of videography so it makes watching your videos interesting. You can't just have tricks and filters and things for filters and tricks sake. You really do have to have a good reason behind it. You do, you do need to make it interesting. But that doesn't mean you can't test different ideas out, especially early on in your channel. During your first 25 videos, yeah, 25, how about 50 videos? A lot of people are saying these days, you got to get to 100 videos if you're really going to understand what needs to be done on YouTube. That is a lot of videos. Because when you start your new channel in 2021, you may not really get going until the end of 2021 and maybe 2022. But once you see that momentum going, it really is worth it. I've seen it a number of times with clients and in some of my own work that, wow, once things get rolling and you see that people are engaging with what you're doing, it's just a great feeling. But you do need to have a plan behind this so you don't burn out. When selecting that topic for 2021, it needs to be something that you're not going to burn out on. And that's why you can't just pick what's hot. You really need to look deep inside of you in terms of what you would do. If you could do something or share something or teach something for free for the rest of your life and not have to worry about anything, what would that be? Well, that's the kind of YouTube videos you're going to have to create because you're going to be working for free in the beginning. And it may be a lot longer than you think you should. So don't overcommit yourself. You're probably going to need to post at least once a week. And Nico Kaminsky, our friend over at Morning Fame, kind of suggested that in the last podcast he was on. He said, you know, when I don't post at least once a week, I see the difference in the results of my videos. And I can see that too in my videos. So you should do at least one video a week if you can. But that doesn't mean you have to. I mean, there are successful creators who post once a month, but they're they're much more higher production kind of videos and have a lot more behind them and they tend to do well. But I, I'm not saying that high production automatically does well, but there are those channels that have these higher production, often animation type channels that do very well, but only post once in a while. But a regular, a regular post is a good idea and as much for your audience, it is for you to keep that routine going. Now, you may say, hey, I just want to post every day. I want to get through that 100 video mark. And No, look, you're going to burn yourself out. And believe me, I've done enough things to burn myself out that I had to pull back in a big way that slowed me and my channel down. But you do want to consider that maybe you start with one and if things are going well, then go to twice a week. Then go to three times a week. If you really are doing a great job and you have no problem and it's not destroying the rest of your life, go daily if you want. Some people have done great going daily or more than once a day. 
But my goodness, if it is ruining the rest of your life, don't do it. You can still make it with a few good quality videos a week. I remember a few years ago, I decided that I would blog every day, not vlog with video, but blog with text, meaning I was going to write every single day and you know something, I, I learned a valuable lesson. There were a lot of new opportunities and it really did get things moving. There was a lot of activity. However, quality most certainly went down overall. And I was gaining new subscribers every day, yet I was losing subscribers every day and my blog didn't go anywhere. Because people were unsubscribing because the stuff that I was sending out was not top-notch the way it had been before when I was only blogging a few times a week. And I think the same thing goes with your videos. If you have a new video channel, start off slow and work your way into a pace that you can keep up with for you, a process that works for you that, again, the result being that your audience also has that expectation and knows what to expect too. But when you start to crank everything out just to get videos out, the quality tends to go down and you will lose opportunity. My recommendation has always been this. Publishing more is good. And you do want to give some breathing room between your videos. It is often a good idea unless you're really going all in with a lot of videos. But again, I don't recommend that for most. But the quality of your videos does play a role and you should work at the level and the speed at which you can produce great videos to the point at which quality begins to drop off. And that again is different for everyone. For some, it's once a week, twice a week, three times a week. But then after three, the quality starts to drop off. Consider all of the new opportunities right now when it comes to starting a new channel. Shorts are really big and people are just creating shorts channels. And you, if you really want to share a lot, maybe that's what you do. Just use shorts and you can upload a ton of those and see what happens. You can also go live. You could go live on a regular basis. For a lot of people, that cuts down on the editing and post-production time. Maybe a little more pre-production so you know what you're going to talk about and you can plan your videos. However, the post-production is a lot easier. And so maybe your channel could be about that. Or you can, of course, have your regular uploads. So don't forget those considerations before you decide exactly what you're going to do as you combine different ideas with your core. What would be the best presentation of what you're trying to do? And those are the three main options right now, your traditional video, but also with your traditional video, how long do you think you're going to make it? And only make it as long as it needs to be. Don't drag it out. I have videos that are really long that people watch less of than maybe a five minute video that's really, really good. So having a 20 minute video that's really bad is not gonna get you more watch time necessarily just because it's longer. A really good video that's shorter could give you the watch time that really YouTube is looking for. So think about that. Think about the types of videos that are gonna work best for you. Start thinking about 
what it is that you want to create over the long term in 2021. And yes, it's okay to pivot. Many people have, and most likely you will at least a little bit because you're going to learn a lot as you grow your YouTube channel in 2021. Hey, I should have a guest next week. I'm pretty excited about it. We'll talk to you next time on the Tube Labs podcast.